Life Audio. Welcome to Truth Tribe with Doug Grothuis, where we try to seek the truth about what matters most with reason and evidence. Sometimes have some fun along the way. Uh, instead of reading from a script today, what I like to do is talk about three subjects, more informally, just working from an outline here. Phobias, banning books, and boycotts. What is a phobia? A phobia is an irrational fear of something, such as the fear of heights, which I struggle with a little bit, the fear of spiders, the fear of water, that's called hydrophobia. My mother suffered from that. Now, we hear a lot of talk today about homophobia and transphobia, and supposedly just by calling something homophobic or someone a homophobic, we have given an argument or we have refuted someone, and this is not the case at all. So it's interesting to me that a viewpoint could be challenged or a person could be insulted simply by using the word homophobia. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. No. In this therapeutic culture, to use Philip Reif's term, everything is psychologized. So homophobia is supposedly a psychological condition, a malady, as is transphobia. Let's talk about this. We should fear a lot of things. First, and most importantly, we should fear God. The scripture says, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We should also fear disease. So we should go to the doctor regularly. We should fear criminals. So we're careful. When around about, I was recently in Memphis, and I was told that that city is very dangerous. Supposedly the highest homicide rate in the country and a lot of poverty and so on. So I was careful. There's nothing irrational about that. Now let's talk then about homophobia and transphobia. Well, is there anything to fear about homosexuality? There is. It's sinful. That is, homosexual practice is something that God forbids. I'm not talking about the orientation. That's another issue. Uh, The orientation of same-sex attraction comes because of the fall 
It's not something that we would claim as good and God-given, but homosexual activity is sinful, so we should fear it. Moreover, I fear that more and more people are giving in to homosexual and lesbian temptations instead of working against them, which is what should be done from a biblical viewpoint. So there's something to fear about this. That doesn't mean that someone who holds the position I just articulated is somehow mentally ill or has irrational fears. Now, if you think that sexual activity is entirely subjective and relative, and society should approve of any sexual activity, then you'll think my view is wrong, and you may think that I am paranoid. But if you have a moral compass, if you have a standard for sexual behavior, if you have categories of right and wrong for sexual behavior, uh, and you believe that any sexual intimacy outside of heterosexual monogamy is morally wrong, that includes, of course, fornication, adultery, and so on, then, in some ways, you will fear the incidence of these activities, the outbreak of these activities, the pandemic of these activities, which we seem to be experiencing today. And the same holds true for transgenderism. If you believe that God created people male and female, and if you believe this is backed up by biology, as I do, and I've spoken about this in previous podcasts, then you would fear children being exposed to gender ideology that claims that men can become women, women can become men. You would fear the appearance of drag queens in public schools and public libraries. You would not want that to happen. That doesn't mean you're mentally ill. doesn't mean you're irrational. There's no paranoia. That which is undesirable, that which is unhealthy, should be feared. That is, we don't want it to occur. We want to protect the innocent from it, and we do not want to advocate for it. Now, people with same-sex attraction, people with gender dysphoria, are made in the image and likeness of God, so they should be treated with respect. They are sinners, as everyone is a sinner before God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the activities of wanting to medically transition from male to female should be opposed with compassion for people that really struggle with gender dysphoria. And the acting out of same-sex attraction should be opposed. Now, I have four godchildren, and I do not want them to be exposed to the teaching that homoerotic activity is morally neutral or good, nor do I want them to think that the boy can become a girl or the girls can become boys. I fear that. I pray against that. I pray for them. This is not some kind of mental illness slash moral decay called homophobia or transphobia. So let's go on to another topic, and that is the banning of books. We hear that if we don't want certain LGBTQ advocating books in 
libraries that this is book banning, this is horrible, this is un-American, this is fascist, and so on. Well, let's consider the First Amendment. It says that Congress shall make no law restricting the freedom of religion, the freedom of speech, the freedom of the press, and so on. That means the state should not make the publication of certain books illegal. So if there's some law against Christian books being published, Islamic books being published, atheist books being published, then that is a direct violation of the First Amendment. However, if you want to restrict the books in a state school library, that's called judgment. That's called discernment. You don't want just any book in that setting. If you have a church library, which are rare nowadays, uh, you probably don't want books advocating paganism and Satanism and so on. Now, that's not the same as trying to make the publication of certain types of books illegal. It's simply using discretion with respect to which books appear where. Everyone really wants to ban some books from some places. So when people get bent out of shape about Christians or other conservatives wanting to not have books advocating the LGBTQ way of life, and when they call this book banning, this is fascistic and so on, not at all. It's just a matter of discretion. Now, if somebody says we want laws restricting the publication of any sorts of books, except the books that advocate for Christianity, then that would be authoritarian. That would be wrong. That would violate the freedoms of speech and press and so on. And of religion, if you want to ban the publication of books from another religion. But if you have a church library, and if you don't want books in that library advocating Islam, that is certainly compatible with the First Amendment. All right, my last topic today is that of boycotts. I was recently about to go into a, I believe it's called a shake or steak and shake. And I saw the rainbow colors, meaning that the company was celebrating Pride Month. I'm not celebrating Pride Month. And so I turned around and walked out and I posted something about this on Facebook. And I was surprised that a number of people opposed what I did. So let me give you my justification. The spending of money is important for cultural formation, deformation, and transformation. So if a company is openly advocating for an LGBTQ approach to reality, a pride approach to reality, that if possible, I do not want to support that company with my money. That, of course, would go for Budweiser because of their use of a transvestite, Dylan Mulvaney, to advertise their products. It would go for Target since they were really celebrating and pushing LGBTQ products, including products uh, that could help women uh, look like men and men look like women and so on. That's the rationale behind it. Now, let me give you two objections to that. Well, one is, well, you're cherry picking and being self-righteous. How could you boycott every company that you disagree with? I can't. That would take too much time. 
But if I know that a company like Budweiser or Shake and Steak or whatever the heck they're called and Target are advocating for a moral philosophy with which I disagree, I will withhold my business from those companies. Now, maybe there are other companies I'm involved with that I'm supporting financially that I disagree with significantly as well. But until I know what that is, I can't boycott it. So this is an all or nothing fallacy. Well, if you don't boycott every company that supports something you disagree with, you're being hypocrite. Not true at all. Doing some good by some boycotting is better than doing no good by no boycotting. Now, another objection that was given to me was, well, you're refusing to interact or have business with non-Christians. We're supposed to be out there in the Christian world being salt and light. Of course we are. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to financially support a company that advocates for a moral philosophy with which I disagree. I can interact with non-Christians all the time. I'm not saying Christians should only do business with other companies that are overtly Christian. Nothing of the sort. So today's been a, a quick kind of miscellany of topics, uh, things that bug me because I think they often are discussed in a confused way. The issue of uh, phobias, particularly supposed homophobia, transphobia, the banning of books, and also the use of boycotts. So this has been Truth Tribe with Doug Grothuis. If you'd like to know more about me, you can go to douglasgrothuis.com. Everything there is free. You'll also find an essay talking about various seminars that I could do for your church on apologetics, ethics, culture, politics and so on. If you have me out to your church, that isn't free, but we could work out something. You can also at the webpage sign up for a free notification when my blogs come out. So if you like this program, uh, remember it too is free, but please tell your friends or talk about it on social media. Truth Tribe is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Do you want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.